We were there. People often forget it, but we were there. Later, they said that all his followers had run away, that he had been left alone, quite alone, that everybody had left him. Everyone? I would ask. Yes, all of us, Peter would say. We're all as bad as each other. We all left him. We all fled. All of us? Yes, all of us. Every last... Oh. It often took him a while, but most of the time he would get there in the end, until he forgot again. Not everyone. Exactly, I would say. Not everyone. You see, we were there. Mary Magdalene and I. Obviously not in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus had gone ahead with the twelve by himself. But the moment we heard what had happened, we followed him. Just like we did in happier times, when we first heard his teaching. That's always been what I've done. When disaster strikes and I don't know what to do, I do what I normally do. Until I do know what to do. So at the awful moment, when it felt as though the world was collapsing around us, we did what we've been doing for the past few years. We followed him. We followed him to Caiaphas's house and shivered through the long dark hours in the courtyard. We followed him to Pilate's house and listened with horror while the crowd cried out, Crucify, crucify all around us. We followed him to Herod's house and back again. And then we followed him to a place we never imagined we'd go, to his crucifixion. At some point, during the long, miserable wait, Mary Magdalene slipped away and came back with his mother Mary. And we stood there, on that cold, wretched hill, watching as all our hopes and dreams died before our eyes. I'd got to know Jesus' mother well over the past few years. We'd spent long hours together, mostly talking about him, the amazing events that had happened when he was born when he got lost in the temple on their pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Mary shame at first, when he started travelling around and teaching, but then, after pondering it all, how she came to understand. She would often talk about what Simeon had said to her when she'd taken Jesus to the temple as a baby. He'd spoken about Jesus and who he would become, the outrage he would cause and how he would reveal who people really were. That was certainly true. I'd seen it in so many people that he'd met. I'd noticed it in myself. Simeon had been right. We'd talked about it more than once. He had described exactly the effect that Jesus would have on people. It was the last thing Simeon had said that had puzzled Mary. Apparently, he'd turned to her at the end, looked at her with an expression that surprised her, and said that a sword would pierce her soul too. She'd wondered over the years what he'd meant. Perhaps he'd meant that awful moment when she'd thought Jesus was lost in Jerusalem. Perhaps he'd meant the pain of him leaving home, the desperate loss of her first beloved son. Perhaps he'd meant the embarrassment she felt when she'd first heard that he'd started teaching people without ever having studied with a rabbi first. Was that what he'd meant? As I stood there that day and looked at Mary... I imagined that all those things felt like nothing more than pinpricks to the soul now. Later on, I discovered that she'd been thinking exactly the same thing.
as we were holding on to each other in our grief in a simple effort to stay upright. I heard her whispering to herself. So this is what he meant. At some point, during that long, lonely vigil, their beloved disciple appeared quietly by our side. I don't know when he got there. That was just like him. Never with a fanfare. Never drawing attention to himself. Never forcing himself into situations. I suspect that that was what Jesus appreciated about him. His company was gentle, undemanding, easy. When so many people wanted so much from Jesus all of the time, he didn't. He was just there. He was one of those people you felt better simply because they were there. From the cross, Jesus noticed him at almost the same time we did. He had said nothing during that long, agonising time. But then he spoke. Here is your son, he said. And here is your mother, looking at one and then the other of them. Then he looked at Mary, a look of pure love. It broke my heart, and he wasn't even my son. A few moments later, he asked for a drink and sighed. It is finished. Then it was. Everything was over. Everything bar the heartbreak. We just stood there for what felt like hours, numb and shocked. Then we did what we always did. We followed him. Some men we didn't know took his body off the cross and we followed them. They took him to a tomb nearby, so we followed them. We watched as they buried him. They didn't anoint him or use spices. They were in too much of a rush before sundown. We couldn't do anything the next day. It was Sabbath. But we thought we'd come back early on Sunday morning, before anyone else was up. We would anoint him then. We didn't really think it through. We had no plan about how we'd roll the stone away. The whole task was a man's job, really. But they'd run away. So it was just us. So we were doing what we'd always done, following him. We were there. People often forget it, but we were there.